Hey guys, in a couple of years, this will be the center of the universe for the world's most popular sport. A live look from News Conference 7 above MetLife Stadium that has now been tapped to host the World Cup final in 2026. If you get there right now, you can stake out a great spot. But here's a pro <laughs> tip if you are planning to go to the match, you'll want to plan for parking and how you're going to get there. Will NJ Transit hold up? A lot to answer in the next couple of years. We'll take you through all of it as that big announcement really was an upset because a lot of people yeah. thought it was going to go to Dallas. So we'll have the details. Right, two years from now, world stage, international. I mean, yeah, yeah that's going to be pretty incredible. Welcome to Eyewitness News Mornings at 10. Thank you for joining us. Um, happy Monday, happy said Monday. no one ever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but that is, you know, just, just the start of, of, of it for us. Mm -hmm. so. There you go. Good morning. Good morning. Um, we're also going to be hearing from Mike the Situation Sorrentino, who's speaking out following the release of that harrowing video of his little son uh, choking at the dinner table. Did you see this? Um, what was going through his mind? Can you imagine? And how he sprung into action. And the big weather story here is the sunny skies, right? We're settling into a beautiful stretch. But on the other side of this country is the other extreme, a historic storm system slamming the West Coast right now. We're talking serious damage around Los Angeles thanks to heavy rain and very gusty wind. We'll have a live report on the ground in LA. Oh my, usually the opposite. Right around this time, February, we're thinking, oh, that's the envy of the nation, right? That weather in Southern California here, it's sunny now. We have great weather and they're really dealing with it. Will, will that system impact us at all? Okay, so it's interesting is that area of low pressure kind of crosses the country throughout the work week and helps to bring us some light rain chances by Friday. That brings an end to our streak of sunny days, but it is nothing like what they're seeing by the time it gets here. We'll start close to home, 36 degrees, sunny, little bit of a breeze, and of course that's kicking in the wind chill factor, but still just a nice start to the work week coming off a beautiful weekend. 30s for the majority of the tri-state, even up to 30 now in Newburgh. 32 for Sussex, 35 and I slip down the shore, Belmar 37. When you factor in the breeze, it feels just a touch cooler. Wind chills no longer in the teens, so we're on our way up, but still coats as you head out the door, even with the sunny skies. But so nice to see a calm satellite and radar. I wanted to show you a quick look at the radar for the state of California with that atmospheric river aimed right at Southern California, but we're seeing heavy rain up the coast. Really impressive rainfall totals for the Bay Area. Very impressive gust speeds across the state. It is a mess. Again, we're going to have much more uh, coverage from there and give you a, a live look at what's going on this morning in Southern California coming up. But for today, it's sunshine, seasonable highs. Our temperatures top out in the 40s with a little bit of a breeze. Uh, for the next several days, we continue with this nice weather. Tomorrow, breezy blend. Wednesday, sunny and calmer wind. Uh, seasonal sunshine looking all good. But we do see an end to the streak of sunny days as we close out the week with a rain chance. All right, well, enjoy it while it lasts. Thank you, Danny. Two our top stories this morning. Mayor Adams was there as the NYPD made arrest in a citywide crime spree. Law enforcement executing a search warrant at a suspected safe house along Bronx Park East. This is in the Allerton section. Yeah, police say they arrested three suspects who were linked to at least 62 incidents where women's phones and purses were stolen. Officers say they're still searching for more. They believe the men stole the phones to access Apple Pay um, and, and buy items. They are expected to be charged with multiple multiple robberies and grand larcenies. Of course, this comes as some local lawmakers and activists are about to gather in Times Square. This conversation is in response to that attack by migrants on a pair of police officers recently, and we've seen this video over and over. So now these people who are holding a demonstration are calling for the city to reverse guidelines that limit the cooperation with federal agencies like ICE. Janice is Janice Yu is live in Times Square with the details for us. Janice. 
Good morning, guys. Yes, yeah, so these lawmakers argue that the attack on those two NYPD officers is the latest reason that the city of New York and federal uh, immigration officials should be working hand in hand when it comes to this migrant crisis. So Congresswoman Nicole Maliotakis, Councilman Bob Hoden, as well as Joe Borelli, among others, including a director for the New York City Field Office of ICE, will be here shortly in Times Square uh, to talk about all of this and call on some changes to be made. The relationship between immigration and customs enforcement in, in New York City has been limited since 2014 because that's when then Mayor Bill de Blasio signed a law that limited the cooperation between the two. Now, authorities say 14 people were involved in this attack, and of the six who have been charged so far, only one was given bail, and the DA's office declined to charge one of the men who was arrested. And only adding to this criticism, the four men you see here, they are believed to have boarded a bus to a border town in California after they were charged and released without bail. Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg has received a lot of criticism for this, but he's defending his office's actions, saying they make decisions based on evidence they have in front of them at the time and that this isn't the end when it comes to this. But New York Attorney General Tish James, Governor Kathy Hochul, the NYPD, as well as city leaders say bail should have been set for such a blatant and ruthless crime. Now, Alvin Bragg, uh, District Attorney Alvin Bragg says that he is his office is working hand in hand with the NYPD and he will actually be presenting evidence tomorrow to a grand jury pertaining to this case. Live in Times Square, Janice U Channel 7 Eyewitness News. Janice, thanks so much. A man is dead and three others are fighting for their lives after a fire at a NYCHA building in Brooklyn. A two-year-old boy is among the injured. Flames broke out just after four yesterday afternoon at a first-floor apartment at the Gowanus Houses in Borum Hill. Firefighters prevented it from spreading to the rest of the building. No word yet on the cause. To New Jersey now, where cops are looking into this bizarre story. A child spotted getting into the trunk of a car. A woman in Washington Township told police that she saw a woman help this kid into the trunk Saturday afternoon and then just drove off. Investigators say the child was about seven or eight years old. The woman appeared to be in her 30s. Police are now asking anyone with information to contact them. Early voting kicked off this weekend in the special election for New York's third congressional district, which covers parts of Queens and Nassau County. According to the city's Board of Elections, nearly 2,800 city residents cast their ballots Saturday and Sunday. Meantime, the man the winner is replacing, George Santos, says he is not ruling out a plea bargain for the criminal charges he now faces. Here's the deal. I, I didn't I didn't admit that I didn't again, say that I am going to take a plea deal, but this is part of the process. It, it could happen, we don't know. Let's just see what the process shakes out to. Santos faces 23 criminal charges related to fraud and misuse of campaign funds. If convicted, he faces up to 22 years in prison. Well, the Senate finally released details of that bipartisan border bill that calls for the biggest immigration overhaul since the 1980s. Now, of the $118 billion bipartisan agreement, $20 billion would go to immigration enforcement, overhauling the current system and dealing with how immigrants and how migrants at the border are processed. More than $80 billion would be tied to aid for Ukraine and Israel, though, and House Republicans have already committed that this bill is, quote, dead on arrival if it reaches the House. Democratic Senator Chris Murphy, who helped broker the deal, says it's exactly what House Republicans have been asking for. 
If Republicans believe the border is a crisis, how are you going to vote against a landmark bipartisan bill that we negotiated with one of the most conservative Republican senators on the border issue? That's James Lankford. Um, I watched all my Republican colleagues in the Senate stand up last fall and say, we are not going to support Ukraine unless you get a bipartisan deal on the border. Well, we got that bipartisan deal. It gives the president real new powers to control the border. Former President Trump has publicly urged lawmakers to oppose the deal. However, House Speaker Mike Johnson has denied that Republicans are actually taking cues from the former president. All right, back to the big story about the biggest sporting event in the world. FIFA announced yesterday the final of the 2026 World Cup takes place in New Jersey at MetLife Stadium. And for a little bit of perspective on this event, it attracts a worldwide viewership, right? Every corner of the globe. The worldwide viewership is more than seven times greater Ooh. than the Super Bowl. And I Googled it in the 2022 World Cup final. FIFA said it reached an audience of 1.5 billion viewers. Ooh, Unbelievable. Wow. It's crazy. It is. really is. And it's exciting for a bunch of states, right? You got New Jersey, you got New York and Connecticut in the mix. You know, people coming to this big event. Getting an epic perspective for us this morning, though. From Newscopter 7 is John Del Giorno. And John, I know you're really interested in this. And, and, and there's so many ramifications. It's the billions of dollars that are expected to flood into the economy. But for soccer fans, this is going to be pretty cool to have it in our backyard. It's a really big deal, Mike. As a matter of fact, you mentioned at the open of the program that it was a bit of an upset that MetLife was awarded this game. In fact, just a couple of weeks ago, there was a false report that Dallas had been awarded the game. LA was awarded, was in the running to host the final as well, but in the end, it came down to MetLife Stadium. A lot of people think that the international fabric that is underneath the New York, New Jersey metropolitan area had a lot to do with that. Soccer is enormously popular in this area. MetLife is among 16 stadiums that will host games in North America during that 2026 World Cup tournament. That includes a handful of stadiums in Canada and Mexico as well. But MetLife is going to host eight games in total. That's seven games in the preliminary round, and that includes the final game. One note here, and being completely honest, MetLife Stadium is not especially popular here among sports fans in the New York area. Not really popular among NFL athletes either. It was ranked dead last in a poll of NFL athletes during the last season. Often discussed is the playing surface here at MetLife. It's an artificial surface. FIFA rules state that the games have to be played on natural grass. We are told that that will happen. This playing surface will be replaced with natural glass grass in time for the 2026 World Cup tournament. We're live over MetLife Stadium. John Del Giorno, Channel 7 Eyewitness News. Yeah, it's one of the first things we all talked about in the newsroom. And of course, you know, Jets fans more recently than some of the other instances when you talk about Aaron Rodgers' injury, four yeah. plays into the game. But John, before you go, I do have a question because a lot was made after the Super Bowl that was played at MetLife shortly after it opened, a few years after it opened. And, and just getting in and out of that stadium, do we know how they're going to be able to accomplish this with the flood of people coming here? Well, things have gotten better, Mike. And, you know, one thing with all events like this, everything is kind of a trial for the next big event. So we know that there was a massive transit fail here during the Super Bowl, and that happened again during a WrestleMania event. However, uh, last summer, the big Taylor Swift weekend here, that went off without a hitch. And even the opening weekend of the NFL this season, there were two sold-out concerts, followed by a Giants game and a Jets game, and that was on three consecutive nights, and that also went off without a hitch. So a transit plan is getting better here, and I'm sure by the time these games roll around, that will be even more involved in detail. Okay. 
We'll see. If we can handle that Taylor Swift concert, <laughs> I think we can handle anything. Honey, tell us. Take it away. As your official Taylor Swift correspondent. <laughs> yes. But boy, did she make some news last night, as she often does. If you're a Swifty, you knew that something was going to happen. Her website went down for a little bit. Ooh. She changed her Instagram profile picture to black and white. All hints. Oh. We knew an announcement was coming. But nobody expected this when she won the Best Pop Album. I want to say thank you to the fans by telling you a secret that I've been keeping from you for the last two years, which is that my brand new album comes out April 19th. It's called, it's called the Tortured Poets Department. I'm gonna go and post the cover right now backstage. Thank you, I love you. So a lot of us Swifties thought that the announcement was going to be the re-record of Reputation, but in fact, it's a brand That's new album, the Tortured Poets Department. It'll be released on April 19th. That's what you thought, Mike? That's what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> you were in the, the blogs? Yeah, no, I, it, it, it's a big week for Taylor and Travis, though, because yeah. Travis Kelsey, your boyfriend's playing in the Super right. Bowl on Sunday. So what um, a big, speaking of big week. Miss Taylor Swift, um, who is dropping records and shattering records um, in a surprise appearance celine dion we saw her oh man it was so good to see her mm -hmm. announce the winner of album of the year remarkable given the health issues yeah. that we've reported on our air um, that she's going through and that award went to none other than taylor swift who now stands alone as the artist with the most album of the year wins ever when it came to performances uh this one captivated the crowd and audiences at home This is oh. your airworm for the day. You're yeah. welcome. That's Tracy Chapman joining Luke Combs on stage to perform her iconic 1988 song, Fast Car. And Miss Miley Cyrus officially became a Grammy winner for the first time, but ended up taking home two awards, one for Best Pop Solo Performance and one for Best Record. We should also note that Jay-Z was up on that stage, too, mm -hmm. um, during the Grammys, and um, he had a few words just about the fact that Beyonce has never won Album of the Year. So scary. Heart races as we see that, a terrifying moment as Jersey Shore star Mike the Situation Sorrentino and his wife realize their two-year-old son, Romeo, is choking at the dinner table. The entire incident, as you see, was captured on the family surveillance camera. Mike and his wife both springing into action. You saw them patting him on the back and then grabbing an anti-choking device from the kitchen. If I hear a cough during dinner, I assume it's a problem. So I immediately jumped up. I knew I didn't want to hit him too hard when he was upright because I thought maybe uh, that could maybe lodge the food even further. So that's why I had got him upright and ready for when my wife had gotten the uh, anti-choking device. Romeo was doing amazing. It was definitely a very, very scary close call for sure. We worked in synergy as a team, and I couldn't be prouder of my wife. She, um, she I'm gonna, I'm gonna break down, but she, she's a superhero. 
That is so scary. I mean, that's the first thing when you could hear the, the child cry. That's actually a good sign here. Right. And that's what doctors say is because that means the airway is open, but they still should be checked out by a medical provider because you just don't know what damage potentially right. that food could have caused. The CDC says 73% of children under the age of five experience non-fatal choking injuries, which is scary. Is Roman, so our oldest, scary. experienced that. We what? lived in Miami at the time. I went to get some snacks for a football game we were Wait, watching. My mother-in-law was yeah. in town. My wife was there. I think Roman was like maybe almost one year old. I came back. The paramedics were there oh my in our apartment and I'm freaking out and I'm saying, what's happening? He's laughing. And I look at my wife and I'm like, what happened? And he choked on a chip, like a little piece of yes. Ooh. But he was okay, thankfully. But that was what the paramedics told my wife, too, that once he was crying, that's a good sign. That is so scary. Um, I was just looking. I'm like, what are these anti-choking devices? So right. I just looked it up. Amazon sells them for anywhere between 80 and 100 bucks. This is pitiful. A thousand people freezing their butts off waiting to worship a rat. What a hype. Not like they used to mean something in this town. They used to pull the hog out and they used to eat it. You're hypocrites, all of you. He's so great. Of course, that's Bill Murray in the classic film Groundhog Day, directed by Harold Ramis. And and while we waited with bated breath on Friday um, to see whether the groundhogs would see their shadow or not over in Chicago, they were celebrating the day a little differently. Yeah, the cast of the film actually came together for a mini reunion so in honor of the late Harold Ramis, who passed away 10 years ago. The classic film was released 31 years ago, and this was actually the first time most of the cast has reunited since then. And you see even the Ghostbusters there, as Bill Murray was in the Ghostbusters, of course, an iconic role. There's Mr. Ramis. You know, the city of Chicago issuing a proclamation officially making the day Harold Ramis Day. The reunion also included, you saw Bill Murray and Ramis's widow, who described what this movie meant to her late husband. He loved the humanity of it. He mm -hmm. loved the notion that you could finally get out of yourself and, and learn to actually love someone it's good you get something official from the city sometimes you get a break on parking tickets we'll see what happens I love that. <laughs> so we, you know, there was a lot of uh, poking and prodding and joking with the Groundhog Day and our forecasters. But we want to take today an opportunity to say Happy National Weather Person's Day. <gasps> I thought you forgot. No, Danny Beckstrom, no, so and to much. our entire AccuWeather team. Well, I'm. Oh yeah, look at that. I'm really glad that we brought up Bill Murray because that is the reason mm -hmm. I wanted to become a meteorologist, which oh, explains man. a lot about my style. I'm totally <laughs> kidding. It was not Groundhog Day, <laughs> but that would make a lot of sense. Yeah. No, Amy, right? No. I was Thank expecting you. some heartfelt story to come. and, and no, no, but you've known me. I know. Exactly. And then, <laughs> you know Dan. And then I said, wait a minute. I know where this is going. No, you uh, Well, you're, you're, listen, it's Bill Murray. It's National Person Day, though. Yeah. Should we talk say. about it a little longer? Yeah, well, What do you like most should. about me, specifically? Well, Everything. I was going to say, we don't Everything. have enough time to go through the list. That's, that's just so many things that we love. Fine. Fine. I'll know. take it from here and actually do my job on this National Weather Person Today's Day. Today's pretty nice, too. That.